A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw Smackdown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, pay-per-views, premium live events, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a video quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to... Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my number. This is rampage, baby. <laughs> but before we get into that, Sidge, seriously, is CM Punk coming back? It, it, it would appear that way. It would appear that way. Uh, delicate situation, always very complex, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> If I'm Tony Khan, right, I would say, oh, come on, the elite. Don't really go back on the Vince. Triple H. Here's where your home is. You look energized. You look re-energized. Yeah. You're back into it. Sign these deals. Signed, right, okay, Punk's coming back. <laughs> the ink I, is barely dry. It's one of those where, like, I'm going to feel so parasocial and protective of AEW, like an actual freakazoid. If this forces... The Elite out. Change the f***ing name of the promotion <laughs> to World's Best Wrestling and be done with it. Because the original, when Tony Khan has been e-fed in his entire life, mm. before he realized, hang on, this is actually viable because look at the hype ahead of All In, which he leveraged to begin negotiations um, with Warner before the event All In 1 actually happened. Jericho Omega has proved that Jesus Christ wrestling outside of WWE is pretty big, or it could be big. Mm. It's all in thing. All of these things converged, and they had the free agents at the same time. Someone should write a book about this. I have. What? And it's called Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW, which uh, covers the formation and indeed rise of All Elite Wrestling. And um, do you like passionate and insightful words? I do. There's 120,000 of them in that book. So where do you live? Uh, I live in England. Do but, you have access to... Sometimes I travel to Costa Rica. Well, if there's Amazon delivery there, <laughs> you'll be able to get it even when you're on your travels, Wilborn. <laughs> because before all of these things converge to eventually create the market conditions, the rights fees, the idea that it was actually financially viable and you had the star power and you had the movement and you had the buzz, it was... The working title for this promotion that Tony Khan always had in mind. He always wanted it to be called Dynamite. That was his E-Fed name. It wasn't All Elite Wrestling. And it wasn't the Elite and Cody Rhodes and 
Jericho, to whom he reached out or wanted to spearhead the whole thing. Until Matt Jackson told him, that's a pretty terrible name, and where the brand was the buzz, so combine your idea with ours and call it Elite Wrestling, all Elite Wrestling. Um, Tony Khan wanted to call his promotion, his federation, World's Best Wrestling. <laughs> which is terrible. And he wanted CM Punk to be the guy. And he wanted CM Punk from the jump, but CM Punk just had that uh, billionaire investor. I've heard that tall tale in a locker room too many times. I don't believe it. Even met him. And he was still like, I just nah, don't think this is going to happen. And if you're CM Punk and you've had five-star wrestling do yeah. a publicity stunt saying we will pay him one million pound, and it was a publicity stunt, never going to happen. He's always going to be wary, and he's a paranoid guy at the best of times. If the elite are forced out by CM Punk playing a game in the media, which I know he hates because he told me there's a brawl out, just it's not AEW for me anymore. It just isn't. And I know that's an old Hamlet would be rolling his eyes, right? But it just isn't. Call it, call it world's best wrestling because it's a completely different entity to the thing that I fell in love with and the thing that was built. Call it world's best wrestling and have it be done with because it would not be AEW. I understand that AEW has, at some point, going to have to learn to live without the elite because Kenny Omega isn't going to wrestle when he's like 45, potentially, yeah. much less 70, if this thing can go on and on and on and on and on. But you'd like to think that the DNA of this company would be paid respect to. You'd like to think that Kenny Omega would be in, like more heavily involved in the creative process, at least a consultant, at least an ambassador, something. And you'd like to think that the philosophies that they brought to AEW, whether they are applied very literally or not, would still form part of the identity of that promotion. The idea that wrestling doesn't have to be done in a certain way. Mm that um, a wrestler that you never thought would get over in America like a Riho could in fact get over and steal the show on the very first TV event. Um, I call it World's Best Wrestling and be done with it. If they can coexist, I don't think they can. Great. I'd, I'd love to see Kenny Omega <laughs> versus CM Punk. Like, I'm not an idiot. I'm not so parasocial that I would think, ah, get him away. Like, I'm not an idiot. That would be electrifying. CM Punk and AEW was amazing. Yeah. He was. Um what really gets me, though, is that it's never simple. You can never take a wrestler yeah. in and of themselves at face value, much less CM Punk. My understanding, Wilborn, during that brawl-out press conference with CM Punk's premeditated promo, which he botched, and he stepped on his own dick, and in his own words, my spot has been blown up, yeah. was that he was going to say to Nick Hausman, do you fancy yourself a journalist? Well, you can't be because you're friends with Cole Cabana, so you've got a conflict of interest right there. I'm not friends with them. I fell out. Oh, right, you blew up my spot. The point is, if you fancy yourself a journalist, blah, 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 um, you shouldn't take one side of a story and play games with my career and my life and all the rest of it. The general idea and the general gist of Brawl Out in the press conference was that CM Punk said... I don't play these stupid games in the media. I don't. I work with children who do this. It affects my reputation. Affects my business. My door is open. Let's effing go. Let's just talk about it candidly and keep the media out of this. Blah blah blah. blah. Several months later, he is puppeteering Dax Harwood, who's 
feeding information. He's saying it out loud as well. But Dax Harwood is being puppeteered by CM Punk. He is, as part of this game, to get this CMFTR versus Elite match to happen. And this is Dave Meltzer's take and not mine, although I was led to the same conclusion by what's been going on, that now the Elite look like dicks. Now the Elite look like petulant dicks because something's been floated in the media, and if it... That... Ah... Oh, well, CM Punk wants to work with them. But now the Elite don't. Who's the baby face here? So Punk wants to do business and give us dream matches. And this is a media game. Mm. And I thought he hated that. So it's all already accompanied by this uneasy vibe, this politicking that happened all throughout last summer that led to this conclusion. And I hate it already before <laughs> it's even started. Um, but if you want to sell out Wembley... We do, I see him post on I think they would sell it out. I think they would do a really respectable 60,000 without CM Punk's presence. I generally think they would. I think they would have travelers from all around Europe. Um, I think that if you look at the money in the bank, 20,000 tickets just ghoul dust, snapped up, can't even get on the second market. Four, five hundred quid for that. Exactly, and the, the price points of the AEW show are savvy because they know they're not as big as WWE. The ratings are better, but anyway, I just don't like how all of this has been conducted. It feels like it's... Look, if you can take CM Punk for his word, he wants to have a sit-down meeting with the Elite and thrash this out. But it's not like, oh, we had a fight. It's not that. It's not... I know my prediction. Because I, I, I hope everyone can work all this out. Because I just want I want to see CM Punk back in an AEW wrestling ring. I've said this before. He had my favorite feud in AEW history. I love Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. It's it's one and one A, basically. But Punk and MJF was just it was a jaw, masterpiece. jaw dropping. It was a masterpiece. And CM Punk clearly had a massive, massive say in how that went. It was all, well, a lot of it was premised on the ROH history and stuff. Yeah. And it was, he curated his own masterpiece of a story. Why wouldn't... I liked the Eddie Kingston one just as yeah. much. Because the way I always put the Eddie Kingston thing, we'll get to Rampage at some point, but who really cares? <laughs> the thing, it was so unbelievably relatable. Everyone in any workplace ever has always had that person that they think is a complete twat. And not only do you think they are a complete twat, but you have to kind of coexist with them. Mm. You haven't stopped looking at me since you started making this point. And you have to coexist <laughs> with that person you think is a complete arsehole. So that kind of like... They become a bit of a nemesis figure. It's not just someone who you think it was a dick that you met on a night out or a mate's mate or someone who used to know at school. Yeah. You have to coexist with this person. You have to have the pretense of getting along and the catharsis of that feud. If not, I'm going to tell you a prick. I'm going to have this 10-minute pissy, pissy fight. It's one of the most relatable stories in wrestling. I've, it made sense for it to just be over in a flash. Or it can straight out the gate. Yeah. Oh, I've rewatched that now. It's nice so uh, you're an idiot or you have bad taste if you think that CM Punk was bad. In AEW, you're fooling yourself if you don't think it would be electrifying if he came back. But the stakes are so high that if, in fact, it's an either-or decision in terms yeah. of the punk and the elite, I think for my subjective tastes and the genuine function of that business, you tell CM Punk to hit the brakes. Get well soon, Eddie Kingston, by the way. I think I've read somewhere he might be getting hernia surgery. Aye, absolutely. My prediction disregarding all the, I, like I say, I hope everyone can just just get, everyone can get along. I reckon, give or take, 
about after they finally unveil Fight Forever, that's when Punk's going to really be back. Because <laughs> it's like, we broke the front cover. There's CM Punk. Bollocks. Right, we're going to take him completely out of the yeah, game. Yeah. The moment that's finished. Uh, it would be typical Sod's, Sod's law. law. Sod's law, indeed, yeah. It's just uh, the idea that he wants to sit down and thrash it out. He's even apparently, according to Fightful Select, might even be sitting down with Jericho. He would do a job I saw CM. a tweet from Jericho this morning. I'm like, oh, he, he might do, he would, can you imagine, Jer- I don't want to work with him. He's a toxic influence in the locker room. Everyone hates him. It's terrible to do business. Um, Tony Khan sits him down. Are you going to go over punk if you have a feud? He'd eat. He wouldn't just bite your hand off. <laughs> you would savor every single nail, fiber, <laughs> vein, bone. Um, 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 eat that up. Ridiculous. It's all about, I'm not doing a job for him. Not like I won't want to work with him for the benefit of the company. All right, Jericho, you go over CM Punk. It's all ridiculous. I hate it all. But again, just the idea of CM Punk has this very fluid grasp of reality where that Instagram story was, oh, you know, um, Lawler sat down, um, Gator and Coco, just after the fight, and they thrashed it out. Fascinating. It's not the story. He would rather administrate a 50-50 finish, allegedly, through, like, legal process. Yeah. It's it's never that simple as he makes out. He can reduce things, and it's just never, ever that simple. And the fact that he's putting out these feelers, if I want to sit down and work with these guys and thrash it out, right, okay. Why, at the same time, are you trying to make... A, a dream match happen when the other party might not be interested in it, but by that point, the 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 audience very much is. It's like you're playing the game that you raged mm-hmm. about other people playing when they didn't even play it, and just the hypocrisy. Like, how can you, if you're in that locker room, trust the CM Punk return when? His actions and his words are just wildly, wildly divergent. And one thing here is that CM Punk's really showing his hand. It feels a bit desperate at this point, where he's like, I really want to come back and do business and do all of this. And that might, you know, there's going to be so many more wrinkles to this story. Like, he's shown his hand and he's pretty much out of himself as I'm desperate to come back and I really want to come back here specifically. He might have affected his, affected his negotiation leverage. Who knows? We haven't even got time now. We'll I've no doubt this conversation is going to continue into next week and next month and arguably next year. Um I haven't even got time, but we will get around to talking about him potentially doing some just in six oh five live being a sort of brands. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Before we get to Rampage, though, I have one more thing I want to ask you about, because I got an email this morning, uh, or last night, I don't know, uh, from Josh Stern. And Josh says, uh, I was at Dynamite on Wednesday night and got to see Sting for the first time. Really was a great time. Very jealous of that, Josh. Um, But he asks, do you think AEW will do two Blood and Guts matches, uh, the Elite versus the BCC, and the Originals versus the Outcasts? It's funny, this. I think that it feels like the WWE thing and look, AEW, to its detriment, loves its excess. We see so much blood. There's so much swearing. There's so many run-ins um, on the same show. They're not a particularly disciplined organization, but I think that Anarchy in the Arena will be BCC Elite and Blood and Guts will be Homegrown's Outcasts. Keep it at that. Because I, I thought doing 
BCC and JAS in the two matches was a bit redundant. Like, Blood and Guts couldn't compare yeah. to Anarchy in the arena. And I hope lessons have been learned. They've never got Blood and Guts right. They've only done it twice, admittedly. But I, the way to get it right isn't... It's already too maximalist and excessive in and of itself. That has been the problem for me with these Blood and Guts matches. So to do that, so to fail the lesson twice over is a mistake for me. Thanks for your question, though, Josh. Cheers. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Right, let's talk about Rampage. Yeah. (laughs) We've hit the mid-roll now, it's fine. IWGP tag titles on the line. Has that ever happened before in AEW? I can't think of it off the top of my head, but you're more knowledgeable than I am. Aussie Open. Forbidden Door? Maybe, yeah. But certainly not on TV for AEW. Um, I'll, I'll have a possibly. look. Possibly. Aussie Open versus Best Friends. Should be fun, this. It should be fun, but at the same time, I thought uh, Dax Harwood and... The official AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling account stepped on the dick of this match because the second that it got announced, FTR started teasing a match with Aussie Open. So we're not dropping the belts to best friends. Like it's obvious what the result's going to be anyway. But Hoe, yeah, play a good game for once. Play the game. Play the game of kayfabe. <laughs> and as soon as again, Dax got hyped on the idea of doing a match with Aussie Open, which could be a forbidden door under Carter. Um. They weren't, by the way, quick word on Aussie Open. They weren't bad when we had them in WCPW, but my word, they've come on leaps and bounds. I still think they're a little bit overrated for me. I still think that they can get... I still think that they are... That's a harsh way of putting it. I still don't think they're anywhere near the final form. I've seen certain matches where they bump a little bit too readily for how big they are, that they try and work a style that isn't necessarily their own, and it's a little bit harder to take seriously. This match will be really cool. 
I expect. But my God, the second that FTR and Aussie Open started teasing a sequel, it's like, well, oh, wait, do you not do that after they inevitably win this match? Just schedule a tweet. It's so easy. It, it, yeah, it just feel like they stepped on the dick of this match. That's only Rampage and Best Friends. The Royal Quest rematch is what everyone wants. Let's start hyping that on social media. It's like, that pissed me off, to be honest. Mm. I, I just, as soon as they started teasing that last night, I got really annoyed because I will have to watch this match. And it, the results are formality, and that's yeah. a wider rampage problem. But, but is that Chuck Taylor in uh, Trent Bretter's fault? No, it isn't. No. Do you think there's a weird mentality thing with wrestlers? Because obviously I think I think we're, we're being advertised as we hear from FTR. There's quite a few of them, which we'll get to in a sec. And, and I was going to ask you, like, what's next for them? Do you think it's a weird thing in their head of like, well, that's already happened and the results are out there, even though like we often say... bloody waited. Yeah, the majority of people, casuals, aren't going, oh, they've taken that straight away, so I'll just go and look online. Like, I know we avoid the results for our job, I but even if it wasn't, I would probably not find out because otherwise, what's the point in watching the show? Why would I watch the show, Paul? Why would I watch the show, Paul? Why would I watch the show? I thought they were big proponents of suspension of disbelief, those lads. Not being funny, like... If you go on, it was like immediately apparent, right? Okay, they're really teasing FTR Aussie Open too. It's like they haven't even had Aussie Open best friends. It's this week. Let them have that match. Let them look great in that match and then start building it. It's, I just thought that was shocking. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, in terms of what's next for FTR if this match finishes and then oh, coincidentally we get a backstage promo where they come out a la MGF Darby Allen. That's the thing, week. they don't even have to interact direct, interact directly. They could simply um, have one follow the other. And yeah. you think, oh, ooh, it's a, not a coincidence that one segment's followed the we're other. We're the best tag team on Rampage. And we're being best asked to one, yeah. you know, link the two things together. The match should be good, but I've got even less interest in the outcome than I would have had for a typical Rampage offering. We hear from FTR, should I talk about that? Mm. They're going to say that we love the fact... We're not going to do any babyface rah-rah speeches, but thank you, we need your validation. Yeah, we're going to... And we're going to... We've signed a four-year contract, and we're going to retire when that finishes. Yeah, I've heard the spoiler, and it's yeah. not really a big one. Ultimately, does that mean that they can't tease after six months of, well, we might go to WWE, because everyone can just say, well, Dax, you're in there for four years, <laughs> so get used to AEW... Get ready to learn the lyrics to Dynamite, buddy. And if you want to know what those lyrics are, it's... Oh, boom, let's go work now. I'm a fat cock and a flash of Bring the boom, Dynamite. It's a bubble. Dax is incredibly exhausting on social media. Mm. And I... Uh, and it doesn't matter because they're so over and they're so great. Mm. But every time their name gets mentioned, I'm, I just never want to hear... Anything that comes out of their mouths that isn't a wrestling promo at this point. Or Dax's mouth. <laughs> so I'm just doing a little bit of a double check on something. Oof. Yikes. Big old gap on the old podcast charts in the UK. Hey, if you need any help, Dax, you know where we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do not endorse that. Oh, No one's going to sneak. It was someone. just... Banter. <laughs> right, let's talk. The return of Sean Spears. He's back tonight on Rampage. Do a jizzab. Yes, because he's facing Jungle Boy, and Jungle Boy's in the world title picture. So, yeah. so, but I'm glad to see Sean Spears back. Me too. I'm wondering why he's back. Mm. He's a one-off. He's obviously got history with MJF. Mm-hmm who was about to have a big-time match with Jack Perry. 
Jungle Boy Jack. She uses a goddamn real name. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> uh, you got what you wanted. Hope you. What a sad little life, Jim. <laughs> um, is this going to be used as material in the Jack Perry MJF component of the Pillars Four Way? Mm. Something to the effect of "Big deal, you beat my uh, underling in the Pinnacle," which I didn't care about, or something. It feels a bit random. Tell you what, Sean Spears can do. Yeah, Sean Spears is also banter. And if he can play situational heel here, which he probably will, because he it's weird, it's all out of the shop. He was the last time I saw Sean Spears on telly, he was like cut this wonderful babyface promo about how he's about to come with dad and all the rest of it. And now he's gonna have to play heel. It's fine, it's fluid, I don't care. Um, and the match should be quite tidy. One of those, oh, I'm not that excited about this. But within the sixth or seventh minute, you'll be like, oh, this is you'll be purring at the quality. Yeah, I've no doubt, like you say, quality of the match is going to be great. The result of the match is blind, blindingly obvious. Bit of pressure on Jack Perry, though, because we've said about this with Darby Allen and less so Sammy from, from Dynamite. Like, if this is a three-horse race, one's raced out into the lead and shown that he could kind of do everything when you thought, ah, in terms of promos, they're all it's kind of a straight line between the three of them. Darby Allen's just... Really shown out in the last few weeks. It feels like a proper meritocratic competition, if you like, between the three other pillars and Darby Allen's kicking their asses at the moment. He's been awesome on TV of late. So, yeah, again, this is good. This is how a wrestling company should thrive. Jack Perry should be watching on the monitor backstage at Darby Allen and say, Jesus Christ, I need to pick my game up. And how shocking is that? Because how good was Perry at Revolution? Yeah. He was amazing in that show and in that match, um, on that show and in that match. So this is good. Got a spot for you. Iron sharpens iron. Competition is great in wrestling. Little spot for the match. Physically possible as well. No. Not like you. Uh, well, that's the other gimmick. So I'm going, it's e- well, either or. It's A or B, isn't it? It's either physically impossible or... Stupid. Wo- yeah, John Wall <laughs> Jack Perry's going to do a headlock takeover and then do the wanker symbol. So. <laughs> Someone's going to do it. Someone's going to do it. Someone's going to do it. Uh, Ty Valkyrie, Emi Sakura. Ty Valkyrie wins to set up the match with Jade Cargill, which, looking at my calculations of the way AEW books, we will see in about September. <laughs> it is. I, mean, I was gonna. I could ask you more questions, but I completely agree. When are they doing the Canadian summer tour? Like serious question. It could go on till then. Oh God, yeah. AEW. Is this double or nothing or not? Because if it is, they uh, maybe they might have run out of road for the old story. I still want to see it. Still like again. I've said this every single time this one comes up. Where did this come from? And I do want to see it. Like these two sort of really confident figures colliding. I think it's an inspired bit of out-of-nowhere matchmaking. Uh, will Emi Sakura... Maybe this is a good bit of booking and I'm just being a bit too reductive and snarky because I think the idea is Taya Valkyrie, the rappers, great star presence, know how to control a crowd, great, great sort of charisma, pops off the screen, but is she that good a wrestler? This could be a... You know what? She can actually yeah. go... I'm not, I've never seen that great. I've never seen a great Valkyrie match, but maybe Sakura is being positioned here to say, you know what? She's no slouch. Yeah. She's not the best in the world on a note like that, but she's no slouch. So maybe this is more inspired than I'm uh, letting on. Uh, Canada's tour starts June 28th, runs to July 15th. I think it's a bit 
bit, a bit too far off. But for Tony Khan, <laughs> he hasn't even done Swerve and Keith Lee yet. That's a very valid point. <laughs> I'm still watching Miro and Kipsabian versus Best Friends. <laughs> um, we will hear tonight from Danny Magic and Cool Hanang. Looked like the offer for the acclaimed was rescinded on last week's Rampage, of course, when they won the match and then Jake Hager just kicked the crap out of them and Daddy ass. Um, That's weird. I, I'm, I'm, from what I saw, the brief glimpse I saw on Dynamite, pissed off Daddy ass sells me on almost anything. Like, I, I got a flashback to, I think it was immediately after, it might have been Anik in the Arena, where he's like busted open, he's like, I've missed seeing my kid walk or kid being born or something big, some big life yeah, event yeah, happening. Yeah. It was blood and guts. Matt Menard's life, yeah. And uh, he, it's just, a, like, he's a hilarious man. I think he's got a definite future in commentary further down the line. But man, you forget sometimes. He cuts a really good fired-up promo, and it's uh, not just shouting about his nipples either. Yeah. So more of that probably tonight to settle more acclaimed developments with the JAS, one would assume. Aye. But really, quite, I didn't like the fact that the baby faces looked dumb. But I can forgive it. It's the case. It's the acclaimed. You can't like clutch your pearls of oh, you know, they treat the baby faces badly. It's the fucking acclaimed. You have to do that like fifty times yeah. for the fans to start turning on them because they are the acclaimed. I'm into this two point oh acclaimed thing. It's really fun. Yeah, shows the depth of that tag team division. Uh, finally, we have to talk about the weird. <laughs> We've got an inaction graphic. We have to talk about the weird new team. I just like looking at it. Oh, it's great, this. you got Jarrett Lethal yeah, and Sam yeah. Singh, obviously. And then it's, you know, like sometimes we play a game and I go, right, Sige, I've got the roster open. I'm going to scroll through it and we're going to pick someone to be a fourth member of this team. It feels like we've done that because it's suddenly like, oh, oh it's going to be you and Mark Briscoe. What? Mark Briscoe Jeff versus Jeff Jarrett. Like the pa- When we say that the power's back, it's because we're approaching standards of the all-out 2021 or the revolution 2020 build okay on a certain level the power even when aew was at its worst when aew was at its most like cursed following brawl out if you like i mean they it was a mess of their own making but even when it felt like oh, i can't invest in the show until something is resolved or oh that was a bit of a flat week or oh god this revolution 2023 build has kind of sucked the power in some level has never gone away. There's always an inspired bit of matchmaking. There's always one story or one segment where you think that just is unparalleled imagination and thought. Mark Briscoe versus Jeff Jarrett, oh. which is what this inevitably is going to turn to, is magic. Can you think? I put that on double or nothing. No yeah. joke. Can you think of a more wonderful man versus a guy who's really good at playing? a ruthless carny operator who's just manipulating people and events for his own ends. Like, Jeff Jarrett being able to get heat on Mark Briscoe as part of this is just magic. It's pro wrestling magic, and it's going to be so over, and I would never have put this together because I'm not Tony Khan. Mm, yeah. Uh, further developments with that tonight. And, I, you know, you and I love Mark Briscoe, and he's he's been through a torrid time, obviously, uh, with the passing of the late, great Jay Briscoe. And yet, I see this and I go, God, I can't wait to see the face Mark Briscoe pulls when he gets a guitar shot over his head. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> like, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. I'm going to kick your ass anyway. It's going to be amazing. He's, he is someone who I can see wrestling an entire match with a frame of a guitar around it's his so neck. It's so inspired because it makes sense because he's 
character is the guy who's far more clever than he lets on. So he's not being manipulated here because he had the tribute match with Jay Lethal. So, of course, he's yeah. going to be a little bit more receptive to their advances. I oh, love it. Anyway, that's Rampage. Let us know your thoughts ahead of it tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, uh, the SmackDown preview is available right now. WrestleCulture is coming your way with a hashtag bloody good quiz later on today. And me and Sidg will be back on Monday to review this show, of course. But for now, this has been the Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we... We'll see you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.